All right, what is up, everybody? Welcome back to Speed True Sports. Today we are doing a team-specific video, and that's because I'm a Wizards fan, and of course Wes is a Wizards fan, so I brought him back. Uh, and you can go check uh, Wes out at on Instagram at uh, Pissed Off Wizards fan. That's his at. And we're just gonna be talking about the Wizards today. We're going to be going over the, uh, a bunch of different prospects and discussing what the range is, how realistic it is for us to draft them, and then how would they fit here in DC. So um, I say we kick it off with a guy who is like mocked the most to us. I say we start with Johnny Davis. He's definitely in our range. I'd say his range is anywhere from like eight to twelve ish. Yeah, I was gonna say that. Yeah. Eight to twelve. Yeah, I see. A is the high. It is the highest, and then out. I don't really see him falling past that eleven to twelve area, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he's. I mean, he's gonna make his money defensively. I think we, we talked about him in the last uh, pod a little bit. Yeah, he was uh, – yeah, we well, we actually – We picked, mocked him. You actually picked him yeah. uh, last <laughs> pod of it. Yeah, he's he's a really solid player. Um, I believe I actually talked with someone in the comments and, like, explained, like, how he would fit with Bradley Beal, which is pretty good. I, he would definitely cover up for Beal's defensive deficiencies. Uh, when it comes to hustle and effort, I mean, Johnny Davis is always giving hustle and effort on defense. Mm-hmm. That is not a question with him on defense. Um, and he's six foot five. So if we played him, if we started him at point guard or maybe started Beal at point guard and put him a shooting guard, he could still work there. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I question his ability to, to defend three. Some people are saying he's a one through three defender. I don't know about that. Maybe if he gets switched on, he'll do fine, but I don't think he's like a full time, like he's not going to be playing three. Yeah. Uh, well, I, he, I feel like he definitely has the frame too. He's, I feel like he's a really strong player, but yeah. I feel like, but just in terms of like height and length, I feel like good. It would be a tough matchup for like for him against like any regular size three, but yeah, most threes in the NBA nowadays are at least six foot seven, if not taller, six foot eight, six foot nine. So unless you're the Wizards yes. and you're starting case six five KCP for the whole year, but it's yeah, but well, we're, 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 that's not what we're talking about today. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's not what we're talking about right now. Um, but yeah, John Davis is overall just a really, really solid prospect. He can handle the ball. He can score. Uh, his shooting is a little bit suspect. I'm not totally mm-hmm. sold on the form, especially the release. Just looked kind of weird to me um, mechanically. But it's, it's, it's a little bit of a straight shot. It's yeah. It's it's. I mean, it's it's not like it's not like terrible or anything. It's just a little bit like sometimes. Also, he sometimes he kicks out like his legs in like opposite directions on three pointers. It's it's definitely something he needs to work on. But yeah. I just don't like how his hands kind of end up like like this, like after he's done, like his hands are like out here and it's like, ah, yeah. this looks weird. Uh, if you're listening to this on like the Spotify or Apple pods or whatever, come over to the YouTube to see our faces if you want. Uh, and inversely, if you're looking at this on YouTube and you just want to pick it up and let's do it on the go, go ahead and hop onto our uh, Spotify or whatever you listen to podcasts with. We're probably on there, but continuing on, I think John Davis would be a great fit here. Uh, he's kind of like the boring pick because he's mocked here so often, but that doesn't mm-hmm. mean he's a bad pick at all. He's still a really, really good pick, and he's still he's a really, really solid player, and I think we'd be lucky to have him at 10. See, so, yeah, I think um, – I feel like offensively, his main strength, I like would say, is just like his shot making. He can make a bunch of difficult shots, and his bread and butter is the mid-range. He loves yeah. doing it there. Uh, considering his volume and attention defenses gave him, it was, I don't know, it was like, like in the low 40s, I think, which is, it's, it's, it's pretty solid. There's a, there's a lot of potential there. Um, 
he doesn't he's not a quick player he lacks athleticism not not saying he's not athletic but he's definitely not close to the top tier of athletes considering like uh just based on how quick he is off off the dribble off the catch but he can get to the rim because his footwork's really good he's pretty strong so he can bully some smaller guards to get to the rim even 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 in the low post he can he he can post up on some smaller players too um i feel like you see is like a great feel offensively even though um the shooting still the outside shot's still a question and people bring up his playmaking uh it was like he had like technically like by like a decimal uh one like more turnovers he averaged more turnovers than assists but i would argue that's just out of his role he wasn't supposed to be a playmaker for others that much he was just supposed to create his own shot and then if he had to he'd jump it off to a roller or 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 you know swing it to to a shooter in the corner but a lot of the times he wouldn't do that just because he didn't trust his less talented core of teammates at Wisconsin I feel like it's a it's a it's a little bit unfair to him just because I feel like he would make those better reads with mm-hmm. NBA level teammates but that's just me I I respect that and I see where you're coming from in terms of his playmaking I think he does a better job at getting others open I'm not sure if he has is doing a great job of finding the right guys or making the right decisions at times. I think he struggles with decision making sometimes on offense. Um, yeah, yeah, he takes a lot of tough shots, right. which and like which it's obviously not going to be. You can't have that shot die at an NBA. Um, a bunch of step like having a bunch of step backs and deep twos, and just forcing it. Even though he's even when he gets to the rim, it's like when helps comes he's still going to try to muscle the ball up there but mm-hmm. it's not always the best move yeah i just yeah like i said his decision making sometimes on passes sometimes on reads isn't where you'd want it to be but at the same time i'm willing to cut a little bit of slack because like you said for one he was carrying most of his offense uh, at wisconsin and two I mean, yeah, he was mostly looking to score. He wasn't totally focused on assisting to other people. So maybe he'd get better if he was told to focus on uh, passing yeah. other people. But it's still an area of proof, an area of improvement for him, and he definitely needs to get better at that. And I mean, he's very Beal-like in that sense as well, where he's not like necessarily a natural playmaker, but because he can drive to the rim and he can get things going and he can get people open, he kind of ends up being like a, a a decent playmaker because yeah, but just yeah because because of their how much the defense pulls to them mainly <laughs> like as the number one option because they'd like just rather yeah uh, give like a more so open look or let someone else create than Beal slash davis yeah. but yeah so i mean that's johnny davis that's the most likely person that we're going to draft but you know how it is whenever somebody's mocked to one team consistently they never end up drafting that player so we might not even see Johnny Davis in a Wizards uniform. Mm-hmm. Um, we we might pass on Johnny Davis. You don't know. I mean that that would that would definitely shock me if we did, but it will also depend on who's there. Yeah. Let's talk about. Um, let's bring up Mark Williams and Jalen Duran, just briefly. I All don't right. think we're gonna take them. They're both amazing prospects. I really really mm-hmm. like both of them for different um, for a little bit different reasons. I think Mark's a little bit quicker on his feet than Duran is uh, just overall. And I, you know, obviously he measured insane at the combine yeah. mm-hmm. and that's definitely something that we should take into account. But at the same time, 
we have Gafford, we have Porzingis, unless you're planning on running Porzingis at the four, which we're already stacked on fours. We don't really need him to. And we didn't last year with like with Gafford healthy. Kuzma was our four. And he's six ten, so playing him at six three would be a giant lineup. I just don't see that happening. Yeah, yeah. I I I don't think it would happen for a very long period of time just because Porzingis is kind of slow. He would be slow yeah. to guard fours. Yeah. Especially modern fours, which are basically just small forwards at this point. Right. Um so yeah, I I don't know if that lineup would work totally consistently and, and one of those guys like they're not going to be in the rotation unless you like play double big lineups because and that's not good because Porzingis he's making a hell of a lot of money 30 30 mil plus Gafford his extension is going to kick in the the year after next season and obviously you want him to develop because you paid him yeah. and obviously you want your 10th overall pick to like obviously get get some playing time too so I, it's just I don't see it happening but I definitely think they're I think they're going to be good they I feel like they fit the modern center very well and it, uh, yeah but yeah t- yeah I totally agree I yeah it's just you're right unless we play specific double big lineups they're not going to get many minutes I don't want to draft a guy at 10 who's not going to be able to play for the next however long Perzingis Perzingis is here for right I'd rather have somebody that can at least has a has a chance to crack the rotation um right and I, this isn't saying that Jalen Duren couldn't beat out Gafford, but it's like at the end of the day, you're paying one guy way more money than you are the other. So even though Gafford is on a, I, I consider his deal actually decently team friendly. Yeah, um, I, I'm just saying like you, you you just committed to him. Yeah, yeah, you literally just committed to him. Unless they are looking to trade him, I don't think we take Mark Williams or Jalen Duren. Right. So let's move on to the next guy, another contentious pick between Wizards fans. Jeremy Sohan. I'm I mean, be yeah. Yeah. Go, why don't you start? Why don't you start? I mean, he's definitely like has the best. He's gonna. He's good. He has the best defensive floor in the draft. I think by far he can. Yeah, I mean he's he's, he's, versatile. he's very versatile. Um, it, you can switch guard. Will you say it? What, what would you say? Three, I'd say you're probably one through four, one through five. Or, or one not not ones. Well, maybe ones. I would say. One through four, uh, he's able to switch onto one through four, but I think truly he's going to guard mostly threes and fours. Uh, but right. he, he's able to switch onto I think smaller guards and at least keep up with them. Fives, I would say some fives like smaller fives. I yeah. wouldn't say he's switching onto MB or doing anything against like a guy like that. But mm-hmm. yeah, he's definitely got the best defensive versatility in this class. He, he, I think he has the most defensive upside totally. Uh, if you're running a, a really good switch scheme, I think he would be invaluable right. to that to that defense. The problem is we have so many forwards already, yeah. and that's the main thing that is holding me back from picking and up. Like, so I think he's going to be a power forward in the NBA. Yeah. Like, and so – in. The Wizards, they see Kyle Kuzma and Rui Hachimura as power forwards, even though I think Rui could have some success at the three with his newfound uh, real, uh, solid three-point shooting. But I don't see, I don't see that happening. So he's, it's, it's going to be hard for him to earn minutes early. Just with, and also Denny Avdi, he's 6'9". He can play the four defensively at times too. So it's, fit-wise, it's, it's good. I'd say the only good thing is that this team obviously needs to improve defensively. They were, I don't know, 
is it, we are I'm either thinking 21st or 26th in defensive yeah. rating. Um, but that's like the only positive in terms of fit, I'd say for SoCon. But yeah, yeah, and obviously a big concern is his offense. Um, I think people are, I think people are okay on his passing for the most part. Mm-hmm. But his three point shot does just does not look good. He didn't hit free throws at a very high clip, from what I remember. And yeah, look, if we're gonna have another player who's defense only and can't play offense, he better start. Because unless like Denny makes a huge leap in his three point shooting, I don't want to see Denny and Sohan play together on offense. <laughs> yeah, that's. Yeah. I mean, it's oh, that could be two non floor spacers. But I think Denny could kind of because he's. I think obviously percentage was thirty one percent. That's not good. But on catch and shoot, he's he's not hesitating. He's he's shooting those. But yeah, that's just like two almost non floor spacers. You can't really have that. Yeah, and this is coming from a Denny fan. I love Denny. I, I think Denny's going to take a big leap in his uh, this upcoming year. But at the same time, realistically, if you're kind of looking at it right now, you can't really just assume that he's going to take that leap. Um, if we took Sohan, I definitely would just want to run point Beal at that point unless we get a really good point guard. So we could fully utilize him. I, I think a, a fit right there, like a lineup, would be maybe Beal, KCP, Kuzma at the three, so hand the four. So 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 yeah. So and then and then yeah. KP can also space. So yeah, Jeremy's the only non-spacer in the starting yeah. lineup. So it could, in theory, maybe work spacing wise. But yes, but also you're running the risk of it's a rookie and you're trusting on, on a rookie to be the main crux of your defense. It could go bad. So mm-hmm. that's all I'm saying there. Uh, do you want to move on to the next prospect, or do you got anything else to say about Jeremy? Uh. I think I'm good. Like offensively, he's like, yeah, he can't really shoot or create his own shot. I mean, obviously, I think he should be pretty effective as a roller and crashing the glass, but is definitely, it's yeah, he's not gonna bring much. But yeah, I think the argument for him is just the Wizards fans who want to see defense finally. Yeah, the argument against him is the Wizards fans who are tired of drafting guys who can't shoot, (laughs) like. We've done that for like the past two. We've we done that like we did that two drafts in a row. Rui learned to shoot. Denny is still coming along. He's still very young, obviously. We should give him some more time, but yeah. Next guy, we're going to talk about a guy who has been falling on draft boards everywhere, according to many different sources. Shadon Sharp. So Shadon Sharp is interesting. It, he we there. have we have like no film of him. We have like barely any tape of him. Well, he did not play any organized basketball last year. He did at first. Well, then, well, yeah, but well, like I mean not. I mean not last season, not last year. My bad. Yeah, bad. yeah. I, I think he played like a couple months. Uh, I think he actually did play in high school for like a couple months, and then he went over to Kentucky, and Kentucky chose decided to not play him. Uh, in fairness to their other guys, which I respect, and also probably. Might have been from Shadon's camp. They're like, hey, we don't want this guy to play because it'll just have his stock decrease if he doesn't play amazingly, right? Right. So here's the thing with Shadon. We know that he is a shot creator, a really, really good shot creator. He can he has a really, really good pull-up, uh, especially from mid-range. He can also pull up from three. He's also, he can also catch and shoot from three. The problem is the ball handling is not that great right now. Yep. At least we haven't seen. The defensive effort has been really poor, but that could also just be from 
you know, the games that we saw of him weren't like serious games. Like a lot of them were AAU yeah. games. So maybe he's just not trying on defense because AAU, right? But yeah, it, his defense, I don't, I don't know where to start on how to rate him. He just gets a question mark for me defensively. Yeah. I just, I just don't know where to start. I, I don't have, so I'm going to assume it's just not going to be good because we haven't really seen any good defensive film. And obviously when not trying, you can't judge him as like, oh, he's going to, He's, he's not going to be good defensively. I can't say that definitively. Yeah. But I'm just going to say, like, probably below average to start, even though, yeah. Yeah, I think that right now I would question his defensive motor the most. I think he has the tools to be there. You just got to wonder if he if he can bring it every night in an 82-game season, which is a lot to ask of anybody uh, making that jump to the NBA. In his rookie year, you're right, it's probably not going to be good. He might get better as it goes on. That's just going to be on, on him and how much he works hard and commits to defense. Mm-hmm. Another uh, – the thing that's been making him fall, though, surprisingly enough, it's not just the tape or the lack thereof. His character. His character is coming into question because of the interviews that he's given. And I've watched a few of his interviews. Personally, it's really hard to get a read on him. And let me tell you why. All of his answers sound extremely scripted and rehearsed and like very generic. Yeah. And it's hard to get a read on his personality because I don't want to say he feels disingenuine, but like you can tell his camp told him you need to say this, 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 and this. And he's, he's going out there and just saying this, 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 and this. He's not adding his own like, um, like for example, um, in the Kings interview, when they asked how, like, I think they asked him, like, how would you fit with this team? He just said, like, hey, like, I would be a good scorer. He just talked about himself. He didn't mention a single person on the team at all. He didn't say, oh, well, I mean, De'Aaron Fox is, he's a really good playmaker. I know he can set me up uh, to make my job easier. He didn't say any of that. He just talked about himself, and he said, you know, when uh, I think I can also pass the ball, give my teammates a little shine. That's a direct quote give my teammates a little shine just kind of rubs you a little weird. I don't want to say yeah. he, I'm not saying he's a bad guy. I'm not saying he's a, he's a bad prospect. Just saying these interviews are being, are, are detrimental to him right now, because I think he needs to come out and just show a little bit of his personality. That's why I like to see the most low, low key is just how chill is this guy? Like how cool is he? How hardworking is he? How focused is he? Shadon just is kind of given the same repeated answers and uh, do you want to bring up the, the Spurs interview? Oh, uh, yeah. He said something like um, – it was – let me pull it up. It was, he was, like, asked, how do you think you'll fit in – It was the same question as the Kings. Or it was, it was more like it – was, it was, who were you excited to play with on the team, right? Um, hold on. It, yeah. It, the, I think the question Yeah, was, okay. It, uh, is there a player on the Spurs you'd like to play with? Shade on, no, not really. I just see it as a place where I can showcase myself and really play, get after it. So it show it it like kind of reveals like maybe it's it's a possible lack of knowledge of NBA rosters. We don't, or or as you said, his camp just telling him give these kind of redundant, non personable answers to have his draft stock stay a little, you know, like steady. Don't if they're I don't know if they're worried about him saying something even worse, but. Um, yeah, he said, he said like, he said, yeah, there's not really anyone on the Spurs. I look forward to, I would look forward to playing with. If I would yeah. That, that's just, just such a bad answer. Like, 
I, I don't know. Like you'd expect him to at least like say DeJounte Murray. Like everybody knows DeJounte Murray is on the Spurs right now, right? So you'd at least expect him to say, oh, DeJounte, that guy, he's he's a great player. I like to play with him. That's it. End of the question. You look good. Move on. I mean, also like it's, it, obviously the question was, wasn't about him, but you could just mention, hey, it would be great to play under Coach Pop too. Like, yeah. I mean, that's literally anyone could say that, but but yeah. yeah it's just, I, I don't know if he's not – he wasn't prepared for it or maybe he just doesn't want to go to the Spurs at all. He just really does not want to go to the Spurs, which well, also could be the case, or the yeah. Kings. Well, um, speaking of not go, wanting to go to a team, he canceled to work out with the New Orleans Pelicans, which many see as a red flag. What do you think? Personally, I think it means one of two things. Either he has uh, a promise from someone earlier than him, which might be the case or might not, because he also worked out with the Wizards, I believe. I don't know. I don't think he has. I don't think he has. I, I think he has. I, I'll, I'll double check that. Uh, but I, I swear I thought he's worked out with the Wizards. Um, it, either he has a promise from somebody like the Blazers or maybe the Thunder who said, if we can get this Blazers deal done, if we can trade for the seventh pick, you're our pick. Or he just really doesn't want to go to the Pelicans, which, I mean, look, I, I think I think even Chet Holmgren came out and uh, didn't he say that he does he doesn't want to be on the magic or something like that like just straight up or he wants to be on the thunder the most or something like that yeah i think i think it was more about being on the thunder than like not being on the magic but yeah yeah guys do this they they affect they try to try to steer their own draft direction i think even denny when when, when we drafted him we were on uh we were on his short list of teams he'd actually want to go to uh i think it was like us the warriors and a couple other teams uh, but we were on that list, and that's why we drafted him. And that's also possibly a reason he fell. And so maybe this causes Shadon to fall to 10 as well. And if he's there, I genuinely have no idea what's going to happen there with the Wizards. I have no idea if we'd pick him. In terms of how he'd fit, I mean, he'd be solid as a – I don't think he'd start. Shot creator off the bench. Yeah. I mean – He would not start. Yeah, yeah of course. He wouldn't. Um, I guess I want to mention a few things. He was like a top three recruit at high school, right? Um, so if he played in, so say say he like he played at any college team and played like generally okay, his stock would be definitely like top five, top seven guaranteed, right? I no, I think he'd have right. to play like exceptionally well to be top five at least. Okay, well I'm just thinking like. Andrew Wiggins, like he didn't play like too well at Kansas, but he just still showed so much upside that like, yeah, he was getting a lot of hype as like the next Kobe type of player. Mm -hmm. um, Shadon is definitely, I feel like the hype's also been going down on him. He has insane athleticism in terms of just pure jumping. Oh yeah. His vertical is insane. But when people like bring that up, like, Oh, he'll be fine because of that. It's like, I don't think like, it'll only really be effective in like transition. Yeah if he doesn't improve his handle and like actually like get to the rim and he doesn't really have the burst of a, like a, a you know, someone like Jaden Ivy, who's is in this draft class, but he doesn't have the speed. Yeah. To get to the rim, like as you'd like. So he's in a weird spot where he's, he's, he has a really good vert, but like what would it translate in game? I don't know. And also, um, there was that NBA anonymous NBA executive, which yeah. just 
completely blasted Shadon Sharp was like, how could you take this guy fifth? There's no tape on him. Point to me one skill he has, blah, 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 stuff like that. I think and then someone said like, they're try- he's like, he's hiding. Or, uh, this may have been a different scout, but he's saying like, he, he's hiding like, like, it's like, it's like, he doesn't want teams to know more about him or something. Mm-hmm. I think that's a different scout. But I, I could definitely yeah. see that. The vibes are kind of weird with Shadon Sharp. I'm not sure how I feel about him. I'd be happy if the Wizards took him at 10. Um, I just, I don't, I would not expect him to contribute day one. And, you know, he definitely now, I, I think he probably has one of the, he's one of the bigger boomer bust prospects. Yeah. His, yeah I mean, yeah the, yeah. the thing with him, like, that's still like having him like mocked pretty like in the top 10 is just because his ceiling and upside is still like really rough. Cause he had, he has the tools to like be just, you know, an, an amazing player. Yeah. Finding a shot creator is very difficult. Like a very effective shot creator is very difficult and shade on sharp. That's why he's so high is because he can create his own shot. He can pull up from any range. He's really, really solid in that, in that regard, the questions are coming in everywhere else. And I feel like his camp is doing a disservice to him in general. And I think they need to let him be himself and just give honest answers. And I think he needs to pull up a little bit more prepared. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, I, I'd be oh, I'd be okay if we honestly I'd be okay if we drafted most people that are in our range. Like in general, I'd be totally okay with it because I feel like a lot of these players are they have their flaws and they have their strengths, mm-hmm. uh, but they're all kind of in. There's a very similar tier of talent from I'd say like seven to maybe sixteen, seventeen, eighteen. I think that's like a actually similar range of talent for those mm-hmm. prospects. Uh, so I would not mind, even if we reached a little bit for uh, for somebody, um, like our next guy that we're going to talk about, Ochai Agbaji. He would be a reach at 10, but, I mean, look, he got interviewed on off the bench. That's how you know the Wizards are at least really looking to – they're yep. at least heavily considering drafting him. Uh, you can kind of, I feel like you can kind of tell who the Wizards' favorite prospects are. I think definitely they have Jaden Ivey up there, Johnny Davis. Ochai, Ty also, Ty, Dyson. I mean, apparently they were going crazy because Dyson Daniels like did this suicide drill, and he was like, like, like the we'll only, one that. of the very few prospects like over like the years to complete it. And pe- yeah. apparently, people were going crazy about that. Yeah, we, we will definitely talk about that uh, in a little bit. Uh, but for right now, Ochai, Ochai is a projected three and D guy. He's, he's, in my opinion, I think he's very similar to, to KCP, uh, but I think he makes better decisions <laughs> sometimes. And I think he has more of a ceiling uh, and in terms of he's more athletic than KCP and he can actually drive to the rim and catch a body in the, in, in the paint occasionally. Right. He's really athletic. He's a solid uh, slasher. Mm-hmm. I think he'd be, he'd be a solid pick at 10. I would be a little shocked, but I wouldn't be surprised if we took him there, mm-hmm. I, but I probably expect us to trade back if we really wanted to get him through we a serious about getting Ochai. And I really liked his interview. I'm going to be honest. Like he, he came off really well-spoken, really intelligent in his interview. He seems like a really good young guy. And he was even saying um, he was uh, he said that he researches just about every team, like before he actually goes there or goes to the workout, stuff like that. He, like he knows, and he watches so much NBA that he naturally already knows a lot of, a lot of the team stuff like that. And so that just makes me even uh, a little more worried about Shadon, but yeah. 
Ochai, just, I mean, go listen to his interview on Off the Bench. He's a really, really bright mind. He's a really good kid. Um, uh, I'd mess with it. It's definitely more of a win-now pick. He'd, he would definitely yeah. either – I wouldn't say he'd start. He'd definitely be in consideration if we, if we don't get a point guard. If we do get a point guard, he's definitely not starting. He's going to be off the bench. Uh, but honestly, I think if we take Ochai, we should seriously consider trading Kispert. Yeah. For a potential point guard, or even trade back and pick up a point guard later on. There's there's a few different options there, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Uh, but yeah, how do you feel about Ochai? Um, I feel like if we pick him, it's like a, it's like the front office really just wanting a guy that can contribute now, bring bring that shooting and defense, which the team has like literally it seems now like forever now has needed that. Um, so like it, it's a so like I feel like the Wizards would like want to like. Like if we're trying to be competitive next season for picking him, I'm not I'm not like yeah, the thing on him is like he's 22 years old, he's a senior. So like people have like said obviously his ceiling isn't that high because he's still just a three and D guy, kind of as a 22 year old. Like um people uh, note his handle as a weakness. He can't get his own shot like that well. Um but uh, I feel like like I would be like like you said like kind of surprised if we picked him there because he's kind of his his range is kind of like late lottery to uh to like and to like the late twenties about yeah I'd but, say like this is the very top of his range if he if he goes any higher than this that's just an absolute like there's no way there's no chance he goes higher than ten and I think he could even I think he could even fall as low as maybe twenty yeah I, I could see that too. Uh, it's a very wide range. Um, but yeah, Ochai would be a good pick. Not much to really say there. He'd be a solid win now pick if we really are. But I would want to trade down for him. Yeah, preferably trade down and try and get him. Maybe pick up one of the Hornets picks. And yeah. Something else. Uh, let's move on to Malachi Branham. I'm going to be honest, I'm not the biggest fan of him on the Wizards. I think he's a solid prospect, but. I don't think he's really what we need right now. I mean, he look, he plays no defense. I'm just gonna <laughs> I'm gonna put it out there. He's not a good defender. And he is a really good scorer. He can handle and he can slash, he can shoot. Yeah. He's gonna be good on off. He's like a Cam Thomas Cam Thomas-ish player. Uh but at the same time, I I don't know. I think we need a little help scoring, but at the same time, like at our starting lineup, Beal's a great scorer. KCP is a really solid shooter. Kuzma's a great scorer. Porzingis is a great scorer. Our entire lineup has scores. We don't need any more of that. Like, I think we're okay. Even our bench, I would say, I'd say Rui's developing into a really, really good scorer. And uh, I'd say, yeah. Yeah. I mean, but our, our bench could use like a kind of six man, get, get yeah. a bucket type guy. But yeah. But at the same time, if you can look, if you can do a little bit of coaching and stagger the lineups, it's way less of an issue. Um, mm-hmm. So I think I think we're okay in that regard. Um, Malachi would definitely come off the bench for us. I don't see him starting in any in any sense of the uh, possibilities. But I mean, I'd be excited to have his offense. It would be a reach at ten. I'd be excited to have his offense. Um, but I would definitely not be looking forward to our defense. Yeah. And if you're a Wizards fan who really wants defense, you better hope you 
you better hope he plays with the bench. If he starts, it's going to be a train wreck on defense uh, for mm-hmm. our entire our entire starting group. So uh, mm-hmm. how do you how do you feel about Malachi? Um, I feel like his offensive skill set. He's really good in the mid range. He's a solid driver. Has the three point upside. I feel like it's pretty advanced, or I wouldn't say advanced, but fundamental fundamentally sound for how young he is. Yeah. Um, and his defense is a big question. Luckily, I mean, do you think? It could like somewhat develop if because he's that young, but I, I don't. Yeah, it's I don't know. It's it's, so, it's it's an epic. I do want to I do want to cut him some slack where he wasn't in a great defensive system in college at all. Like they didn't really care about defense, so maybe if he's in a system that really pushes him to defend, he could do it. Um, but as of right now, I don't see him being a, a plus defender anytime anytime soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would think, yeah, he was, in my opinion, like a small trade back option to like probably like 14 around there mm-hmm. or like even more. Because he he, w- he was getting a bit of hype. Now it's kind of died down to like you see him, you, you see him get, getting picked in some mocks up in like the low 20s. But yeah. Um, let's move on to some trade up targets. So these are guys who we'd probably have to trade up for. Let's start with the guy that everybody's been talking about, uh, the Wizards possibly trading up for. Let's start with Jaden Ivey. Look, I don't think this gets done. <laughs> it's going to take a lot to trade up to yeah. number four. Just because the Kings are just because the Kings are like shopping the pick doesn't mean that they're just willing to give it away for nothing. We would have to probably give one of Denny Rui, Kuzma, maybe KCP, and the 10 to get there. That's a big package. Yeah. And I think that hurts our team more than Jaden Ivey would help it, if that makes sense. From from a win now perspective. Yes. Yeah, from a win now perspective. Obviously, he'd be great just in general. I think he would I think Jaden Ivey would start if we somehow well, he'd have to start because we're definitely trading one of our starters to get him. I think he would definitely start next to Beal. I think he'd be solid. I think he has some playmaking potential, and that's purely because he's so athletic and so good off the dribble and just, just driving. He's going to create open. um, He's going to create open spaces for other players, Mm -hmm. whether that's hitting them in the corner or hitting them uh, as they're coming down the paint uh, on a cut or anything. I think he could do it. He, he said he models his game after John Morant. And I think if he continues down that path and tries to be like John Morant, and I think he also said Russell Westbrook, he could end up being a solid playmaker, and I think he'd actually fit next to Beal well. Um, I, it's going to take a little bit of time, though. I don't, think, I don't think he'll be amazing at playmaking off the bat. I'm purely talking about his upside there. I think he has a lot of upside there. But, yeah, I mean, you, you, you can talk about Jaden Ivey, too. Um, yeah, so apparently there's, like, a bunch of teams want to trade up uh, to number four with the Kings to get Jaden Ivey. A lot of teams apparently love him. I've heard there's the Pacers, the Knicks. Pistons, right? Oh, yeah, and the Pistons, who are like, oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, a lot of teams want him. Um, so, yeah, the best thing about him is just his slashing. Um, he can, like, pretty much get to the rim whenever he wants because he's so quick, has a solid enough handle that, like, he can get by dudes, and has that, his athleticism is, is insane. Like, like if he, if, you know, if, if, if he gets up in the air, um, it's either, like, a foul or, like, a, or like a dunk or, like, a or like a layup it's 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 pretty hard it'll, it'll be pretty hard to stop which is like i think that's 
pretty much the basis of his playmaking potential as you were talking about like it's not the fact like he's like is, is like he'd be like that smart of a passer it's just like teams were like they're gonna try to stop him from getting downhill and that's and that's gonna cause a lot of players to rotate which could obviously create defensive breakdowns you know open shots in general if he makes the right read um yeah i mean and you'd have to trade up a lot for him uh Hmm. He'd he'd be. I think he'd still be a good fit. Um. Another thing, one thing that kind of worries me a little bit is that sometimes he's over aggressive on defense and kind of leads to fouls and stuff like that. And the other thing I'm a little bit worried about is, uh, his his shot because even though he shot good from three, it just it it looks a little weird to me. Like he barely gets any height off his jump shot. Yeah. It's, it looks a little off-putting, uh, but he at the same time, he's hitting it. So, I mean, I can't really say anything about it. He's been hitting from NBA range as well. Like, he really extended his range. His freshman year, I believe he did not shoot that great, but he, I think he really made a concerted effort to improve himself there, and he did. Uh, and I'm also a little bit worried about his mid-range because sometimes when he just pulls up, like, he'll have a little too much juice on it. Like, it's like it's weird how he, he has a lot of touch from three, on his shot but his mid-range like i feel like he rushes the shot so much that his touch like disappears and sometimes, yeah. sometimes just clanks off the rim or off the backboard um uh, so i'm a little worried about the shot but i mean honestly just his athleticism alone i think like he, he's probably one of those like can't miss prospects like yeah he's gonna be good at, at least at driving and dunking especially with nba spacing with that bigger court He's, I mean, he was doing this stuff in college with a condensed court with a lot of zone being run. Yeah. He's going to thrive in the NBA with all that space in, in front of him. I think he's going to have a great time. I, I hope he's in the dunk contest. I, I really like to see him in the dunk contest. But, yeah, that's what I got for Jaden Ivey. Do you have anything else to add or should we move on? Uh, I, I think I'm ready to move on. Okay. Dyson Daniels, the other potential trade-up target. I'm, I'm saying he's a trade-up target, but he also has a chance to fall to 10. I'd say maybe like a 20 to 30% chance that he actually falls to 10. It would, requ- it would require a few different teams to like reach, maybe for Jeremy Sohan there. Um, yeah, he, I think he has a chance to fall to 10. But I think realistically, if we really want him, I mean, he feels like, I feel like the Blazers and the Pelicans and potentially even the Kings really like him. So it, all it takes is one of those guys to just take the swing. Even the Spurs, I think, are a sneaky team that could want him mm-hmm. um, just because, you know, they love their Australian guys. I mean, they had Patty Mills. Um, that was their guy. So I think the Spurs have a sneaky shot to take him as well. He's just – and I think personally he would be the best fit in the starting lineup. And this is why. Dyson Nails is six foot seven and a half, so he's borderline six foot eight. He is a point guard. He is solid off the catch and shoot. He can't really dribble into a shot, but he's solid off the catch and shoot. He would cover up for all of Beal's defensive deficiencies. And he would bring size back to our starting lineup. Because we play KCP at the three, we are at a size disadvantage against a lot of teams, especially the bigger teams. If we have Dyson there who can switch one through three, potentially four, um, if he improves defensively even more, 
then it mitigates our smaller size at small forward because we have a big point guard. So I think it would bounce out, and I think he would actually be really, really good for us defensively. Obviously, he also has really good vision. He's a really good passer. He just kind of plays the right way. He really he has a high IQ. And, I mean, listen to how he was talking about his experience in the G League. Like, you can tell at the beginning he really definitely struggled with the pace of the game at first and how the game was supposed to be played. But a couple of the vets on the Ignite team kind of took him in and told him, you know, this is how you play, like, and just kind of gave him a nice roadmap. And he finished the year so, so fine. And I'm not worried about Dyson Nail's ability to translate to the NBA at all. I think he's going to be a really seamless transition. I think he's going to be really, really solid uh, point guard if we pick him up. And, I mean, if we trade up, I don't know. I mean, maybe we could trade up with the Blazers, give KCP in the 10th or something like that. I don't think a lot of people would mind that. Maybe they want Rui or something. I'd be hesitant on, like, trading. Just to, just to – describe myself i'm just hesitant on trading Rui and denny in general just because i believe in them a little bit more than a lot of other wizards fans do but some wizards fans just wouldn't care if either of them were gone if you really want to dice nails um it might it would probably take either kcp to the blazers or maybe kuzma who a lot of people are actually debating on should they sell high that's a different topic for a different day west how do you feel man how, how do you feel about so, dice daniels i feel like I the biggest item on me Okay, well, there's nothing wrong with not being as high as him as you because you're like the yeah his biggest fan. But <laughs> I feel like his biggest fan. That's a lie. But I really like him. So I'm torn on his shooting because I feel like I-, I can't tell if it's going to be good or not. I just can't. The percentage was it wasn't good, yeah. but you have to consider it's an actually NBA distance three point line, not college. Yeah. So obviously, it took him time sometime to adjust to that and and as you said like in his like last you said like well i don't know i've heard her just that like last nine games 41 percent from three yeah 41 percent from three so that's obviously intriguing uh in the workouts uh he he was he was shooting them at an efficient clip the form in general it seems solid to me it's a good foundation to build up build upon obviously off off the dribble you said is it off the dribble threes, like that's non-existent for him, but he can, but he's shown that he can shoot off the catch. For me, I'm just, obviously it's not, I'm torn on a shooting. If, if he, if he can be respectable, that's amazing, but it's not, no, it's not a guarantee. Obviously you have a right to be concerned about it. You're totally right. Um, Because to be honest, like, Nine games is a small sample size, and the rest of the season he wasn't really a great shooter. Uh, I also don't like the massive dip he has on his shot. I think that's what's holding him back from being able to shoot off the dribble efficiently. But he also has a nice floater. Uh, I, I, w- I would say he has a nice floater. Obviously, um, another thing that people are concerned about is his handle and his burst. He doesn't really have much burst, so he's going to rely on his handle to get to the rim. And his handle isn't great, so he's going to rely on pick and rolls to get to the rim. And I mean, look, at the end of the day, he's still six foot seven. And if he matches up against a guy who's smaller than him, at the very least, I think he could post him up or something just and maybe force a switch and get Brad on a Brad on a smaller guy. Um, if I'm drafting Dyson Daniels and I'm the Wizards, I'm drafting him purely for his defensive fit next to Bradley Beal and nothing else. 
the offense can come along as it comes along. Like I said, we have other really good scores on the team. We don't necessarily need him to score right away or even be a massive positive on that end. Uh, if he just has the occasional great shooting night, I would say almost like a Draymond Green, who a lot of nights is really bad on offense, but occasionally he'll have, he'll go off and will elevate the team a lot with his defense and impact. I think Dyson Daniels will have the most impact um, of any player we really draft this year. I think he'll have the most overall team impact. So one more thing I'll note, um, Dyson Daniels, if we draft him, he would, I mean, I don't see how he could not start for us. I think so, he definitely starts. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't, yeah, I don't see well, he doesn't start. So I, he's starting and the wizards were statistically the worst three point shooting team in the league. And mm-hmm. Bradley Bielk has come off a career worst 30% from three. Mm-hmm. And so I'm a little concerned about the spacing, obviously KCP, he's a 39% shooter. Kuzma was around 33, 34. He, he's good for a stretch four and Porzingis who he's capable of, of stressing the floor. So for a five, he's solid. But it's just that that backcourt of Daniels and Beal spacing-wise, if Beal doesn't really regain his shot, outside shot, it's 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 a big concern for me, just spacing-wise, to have a backcourt like that. You make a very valid point. I totally agree with you on that. Um... I'm definitely relying on Beal to get his shot back in this scenario because he's done it before. Yeah. I, I would expect him to bounce back. If he doesn't though, you're right. That's going to be concerning. Uh, but he, I think he also shot uh, one of the highest rate of contested threes in the league as well. So I think that also contributed to his poor three point shooting. He wasn't getting as open or wasn't able to get as open because obviously we didn't really have a playmaker like that in our starting. Yeah. yeah his, his best, like three point shooting years have been playing playing off of John Wall and pl- playing off the ball. Yeah, and, and he's just not as good as the pull up off the dribble threes. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Overall, Dyson is a he's definitely a polarizing prospect because I mean I've seen guys like um, I think Quentin Mayo was like, "Why are you trying to convince me that a, another point forward that can't shoot would be good on this team?" I think that's that tweet's lacking a lot of context. I'm not calling out Quentin Mayo specifically. I respect him. I love his work. Um, but yeah, I think a lot of Wizards fans are thinking along the same lines of what he tweeted. And I, I just have to say, there's a, there's a lot of context that you're missing that you need to really study up on. The only thing I would dislike is if we drafted Dyson and we didn't start him. Because then I have serious concerns about our bench and it would just look really sloppy. You'd have Dyson with Kisper, uh, who can shoot, which will be actually be a good pairing in the backcourt. But then you'd also have Denny, who is inconsistent right now from three. Uh, Rui, who would be a good fit. And then you also have Daniel Gafford, who can't really shoot. So you're putting like three inconsistent or non-shooters out there, uh, rolling out, rolling them out on the bench. Obviously, if you stagger them, it's less of an issue. But I would hate to draft Dyson and not give him the opportunity to start for us. I think that would be a huge mistake. Uh, and I think he, like I said, I think he'd make the biggest impact of any of these draft guys day one. Yeah, that's what I mentioned. Like, I I, I can't really see him not starting. I mean, it is, it is the Washington Wizards, so you never know. Yeah. But it, 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 I just can't really imagine that a scenario where he's, like, on our team but in, like, but coming off the bench. Yeah. 
let's talk about some trade down targets. So these are guys who we could probably trade down for and pick up. And I'm going to start off with Ty Ty Washington. I really like Ty Ty still. I know people are like more down on him. I think we're both a little bit higher on him than the consensus. Well, the thing is like me, most people just look at, oh, we played bad in a tournament against a, yeah. uh, St. Peter's or whatever. And like, and, it, and it's like, it's just like a recency bias thing. It goes through their head is like, and like, and, that, and that's just like their lasting image of him, which isn't really fair to him. But I feel like that's kind of where, from, from the, obviously like from the casual perspective, mm-hmm. it's like, that's where, why they're low on him. But yeah. So I think like a reason he's kind of fallen, uh, one is because other prospects have kind of risen up and two people are convinced his ceiling isn't that high. I don't know. I think his ceiling is still pretty high in general. Uh, I think he could end up being like a Halliburton-esque player where he's a primarily scoring guard, but also has a really, really solid, uh, he also has really solid vision and it can also dish and get a lot of assists, rack a lot of assists up. I think he'd be great for the Wizards. I think he's a solid fit next to Beal. He's not a great defender, um, but I think he could be average. And I think if he's playing a point guard, I think he's going to be fine. Uh, I, I think he's six foot three and like a half right now. It's decent size. People are concerned about, I'd say his handle, which I'm concerned about too, a little bit, but at the same time, Ty Ty can do a lot of different things. He can pull up from mid range very effectively. He has a really good floater. He can finish at the rim. He can shoot the three, especially off the catch and shoot. He's a really good catch and shoot three point shooter. And if you just look at his stats before he got injured in the middle of the season, he was doing really, really good. And obviously the thing everyone points to when you talk about his playmaking is that he broke John Wall's assist record at Kentucky, that one game that he just actually got to handle the ball. He had 17 assists. Yeah. yeah. I think, right? Yeah. He did look really good. Obviously the one game sample size, we can't extrapolate too much, but he has really good vision. And offensively, he would be a great fit next to Bradley Beal, in my opinion. And I think he'd start day one, um, unless we pick up another point guard in free agency. I would think if we, I think if we draft a point guard in this draft with the first round pick, I think they're probably going to start. Um, but otherwise, yeah, I would love to trade down for Ty Ty. His range is anywhere from, I would say 10, because I don't think it's out of the range of possibilities the Wizards might reach if they can't find a trade down and they really, really like him. And like, let's say Dyson is gone, Johnny, da- Johnny Davis is gone. I don't see it like I don't see a crazy, you know, I don't, I don't think it's crazy for the Wizards to maybe reach there um, significantly if they can't find a trade down. So I'd say probably from 10 to like 22 ish. I don't think he gets past the Nuggets if he if he's there. Um, yeah. But yeah, overall, I really like Ty Ty. I think he's a really solid player. I think he's being slept on once again. Another Kentucky guard who got hurt. <laughs> playing out of position, um, wasn't utilized to his full extent, is once again falling in the draft. Guys, this is a – he's a bingo – he's a bingo board of just, okay, check, 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 check. This is everything that we have – every lesson that we have thought we learned, we, we need to check off all that and just say bingo and draft this guy. He's a really – he's going to be – I think he's going to be a really, really solid player, and I think he's going to surprise people as long as he stays healthy. And that's another concern, obviously. Is his health? Can he stay healthy? I think if he stays healthy, he's going to be a great player. 
Um, so yeah, I'm I'm basically just gonna re reiterate what you said. Uh he's an amazing floater. Um his mid-range game, he's great at three point wise. I feel like there's great upside there. I feel like he could already I think he projects even in his rookie year, he could be a serviceable yeah. from outside. As he's like, I don't know, he shot thirty-five percent for from three on like well, I, do you know what the volume was? I, I honestly don't know. I don't have it on hand, no, but yeah, but I, I will say that he definitely shot better off catch and shoot than he did off the dribble, which is weird because he shoots mid range really good off the dribble. So it's something weird, but I think he can convert that to a, a good pull up uh, three if he works on it. Yeah, and he's just he's amazing. He's an amazing passer. He make always he's like making the right reads, whether it's, whether it's a, I don't know either PNR or off the catch. Um, he's really good. He's very good PNR, yeah. Yeah. He, yeah, he I mean he's yeah, he's a really smart player. The questions are for him, it's mainly like can he act is like finishing at the rim and getting to the rim is a bit of a because he's not that athletic. Yeah. And he's shown to like you know, struggle through uh finishing through contact in general. And mm -hmm. as you said, his handle need he needs work, and that's gonna obviously make it hard for him to actually get to the rim off the dribble but i feel but i feel like he's i feel like he has the skills that are pretty translatable to the nba in his shooting and passing and iq and, and obviously uh, someone with a good floater obviously it usually projects as uh, a good shooter uh yeah definitely i would be fine with trading down for him i feel like he, he could get he has a really solid chance at actually being the answer at point guard. So I, I don't see why not. Yeah, and this is coming from two guys who like Ty Ty. So take that with your grain of salt. If you don't like him, you know, all power to you. Uh, but also, ah, there's one more thing I was going to say. I totally forgot what I was going to say, though. Maybe I'll remember it later. Um, let's move on to another trade down target, who we could also probably take at 10. Um, oh, I was going to say a Ty Ty's fit with the Wizards. I was going to say that him and Porzingis in a pick and roll, pick and pop would be awesome to watch. I mean, I think it would work so well. And even if he's relegated to being off the bench, I think him and Gafford could still work really, really well off the pick and roll. He's just a really solid pick and roll player. Um, he's going to have trouble separating unless he's uh, doing a pull up mid range or getting a, a, a screen which concerns me a little bit because, um, look, unless you're really, really good, they're not going to run a lot of screens for you at the NBA level. Like, let's just be honest. But at the same time, with Beal making, creating space for other players with his uh, rim pressure and his gravity, if he gets tied tie open off a catch and shoot three, I think it'll go in. Like, I think he's a really, really solid fit with Bradley Beal. Let's move on to Tari Eason. That's uh, the next trade down target, possibly. He's just a, I mean, he's a great defender. I mean, he's, he's, very similar to Jeremy Sohan, but he has been falling apparently due to bad interviews and bad. Um, I think someone, I think one of the anonymous executives said he, he, his IQ is low on film studies, which is weird because he's such a good and switchable defender and he plays so well on defense. My guess is he's talking about offense. And that I, is a, I think he is. Yeah, that is a problem. Uh, if you want to talk about Tari Eason, go ahead. Um, well, I'll just, based on, 
I'll just go off uh, what he'd be on the Wizards. He is a he's would he's a forward, projects as a power forward at the next level. He's six foot eight, I believe. Oh, okay. So he'd I, be I, like, was a little, I thought he was a little taller, but I think he might be six foot nine. Is this he's like somewhere in that range? Uh, okay. he's definitely like a he's definitely a forward for sure. Uh, but he's the one with a lot of good defensive versatility and um, yeah, just flexibility. He could probably switch on to honestly, I wouldn't say one through four, I'd say more like two through four. <laughs> I feel like he might get cooked a little bit uh, by ones, but overall, I think he's, I, yeah, he's, I think he's a really solid defender and I think he would bring defense to this team, but it's, it's a similar situation to Jeremy Sohan where look, Tari Eason isn't a good enough shooter. His mechanics are not good. He shoots from like the side of his shoulder, like right here, like it's, or I'm exaggerating. It's like right here. Like he shoots like that. It's like, it's just over. like all the way on the side. It's yeah. Like if, if he could move this to this, eventually, I think he'd be good. But can the wizards really, who can they, like, can they really afford to, to take that risk when they already have Denny, they already have Rui, they already have Kuzma. Like they already have really, they have a really solid group of wings. Do we need a Tari Eason? Maybe, maybe not. I mean, we definitely need his defense. His offense, not so much though. He's not really a three and D. His right offense now. is, yeah, is. I mean, he's developing. I mean, when driving, he can be extremely yes. good. He's extremely physical. Yes. Has a solid handle for a big. Not and it. it I mean, which and it, it could not project. It could not translate. Um. But yeah, he was he was driving, getting to the rim, getting to the free throw line a lot. I I say. That's kind of his strength uh, offensively. Yeah. Um, and then and then his decision-making comes into play a lot. He forces it a lot. And then when he realizes he can't really make a play, he doesn't really make a good pass, uh, like out of yeah, out of like getting trapped or whatever. Um, he definitely has he's, he's kind of a – to me, he's kind of a boomer bust because he has kind of that offensive upside – more so, like, but, um, and with he's got a lot to work on. He's really, he's really yeah. raw. And on yeah, regarding his shot, uh, it's mechanics aren't good. Uh, percentage wise, it was thirty five percent, but it's definitely not projecting. I mean, it's definitely not translating. Yeah, at all. I'm the the only thing I could say is like on an open shot, open three point shot, maybe he can make you pay. That's all I could. That's the only positive thing I can say about it. Uh, it's like, at least like, at least it was like, but like the year before that, he was like, did he shoot like 29%? Um, yeah, it's, he, he's a boomer bust prospect kind of to me, but I, I don't, yeah. And, and I don't see his fit with the Wizards at all either. So, yeah. I mean, if you're a fan of Jeremy Sohan, you're probably a fan of Tari Eason as well. They're like a similar mold of player, kind of. Um, I'd say, obviously, Jeremy's better, I'd say, all around uh, defensively as well. Yeah. Uh, as well as I think he has better vision than Tari. He's definitely a better passer. Yeah, this is one of those picks where it's like, if you take Tari Eason, you are probably thinking of trading uh, Rui Denny or Kuzma or KCP, potentially, for uh, a point guard in that sense. Uh, and I wouldn't mind that. Uh, I think Tari, yeah, he's, he has a lot. He's a long way to go on offense. 
And I don't know if we're the right place to, for him to really come and develop. Uh, I know we've developed Rui into a really solid three-point shooter, but is that kind of the only guy we've really developed into a solid three-point shooter over the past like decade? I think so. <laughs> um, so it, it, it's tough because I know, I know for a fact the second he gets in the NBA, the second he sits down with a shooting coach, they're going to say, let's change your form. And it's going to hurt going through the, the changing phase because there's always that there's always going to be a dip in your percentages when you start changing your shot. Cause you're not used to it. It's different. You're trying to feel it out and stuff like that. So it's not gonna, I don't think it's going to be pretty for the first couple of years. And I don't know if wizards fans are totally ready for that. Some people are, some people are like, give me Tari Eason. I love Tari Eason. I respect it. I wouldn't hate the pick. But I feel like those same people are, that love Tari Eason also would definitely be okay with trading one of our forwards uh, as well. Uh, let's move on to another trade down target. Let's talk about Jalen Williams. Jalen Williams is really unique. He's, uh, he's been like the darling of the NBA combine. He's been moving up like crazy. Um, I mean, before, I'd say before the combine, he's probably projected 30 to like 30 to like 30 to 40 in that range. After the combine and after people started doing much more, uh, got much more tape on him, he could go as high as 14 to the Cavaliers. Like he yeah. could potentially end up as a lottery pick. And that's a huge jump. And you have some and, people saying like he's not getting past Atlanta at 16 too. So yeah. Yeah. That's a very real possibility. And I want to be honest, like when you look at his stats, like his raw stats are good. 18 points um, per game at Santa Clara was a smaller school. So, you know, it's not insane, but at the same time, it's really, really solid. 51% from the field, 40% from three. 80% from the line. This guy is going to be a good shooter. He's 6'6". Six, six. He has a really long wingspan. Um, he projects as a good defender, as a good three-point shooter. He can also slash, and he can drive, and he can score a little bit. He does so much offensively. And apparently he ranked in the 89th percentile as a scorer and passer out of the pick and roll. So this is a guy who can – kind of do it all and he's yeah. he's going to be big for his size he's probably gonna play shooting guard or small forward and okay his wingspan is seven foot two that is massive that is like yeah. tari eason level wingspan and he's just yeah he's he's a good ball handler he's really good on offense all around catch and shoot threat and even though he's not the greatest defender right now because of that length he has he has the potential to be a really good defender and I would love to have this guy on the Wizards. I mean, he's everything we need. He shoots threes. He can handle the ball, take pressure off Beal. He can assist. He can, he can pass the ball a little bit. And he has defensive upside. I would love to have this guy in D.C. In fact, I think if we get him, we need to start him because I think he could make an impact day one. Uh, I, really like, I, I really like this guy all around. Like, I, think he's, I think he's a sleeper, and I think NBA teams are waking up. And they're realizing, hey, this guy's really good. We don't know about if he has star potential or not. Maybe not. Probably not. But is he going to be a really good player for, like, years to come in the league? Probably. Like, he, he's a really solid chance to be really good. And I'm willing to bank on a guy like that. I'm totally willing to bank on a guy like that, especially for the Wizards, who, like you said, need three-point shooting, especially if Beal's Beal shot doesn't come back, who need defense because, obviously, not everyone on our team is a defender. I think he's a great fit here. Like if we do nothing in free agency, like let's just say we get nothing done 
and our roster is just added Jalen Williams. I would start him. Yeah, uh, I mean, because yeah, the only good because yeah, the only options are literally like the the worst starting point guards. <laughs> def- like, 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 or like maybe yeah. Denny. But yeah, Denny point Denny, you could that, that that's better because yeah, at least he has like a chance of being good. Yeah, I'm like I'm like I'm like then there's like. The guaranteed worst point guard in the league, which is could be Neto, Sato, Ish Smith, like, and like literally none of those guys can even shoot either. So it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, if I, I probably start Jalen Williams. Yeah. Okay, another another trade down target, um, who has also been the uh, a, the darling of the combine as well, Dale and Terry. Dale and Terry is like a bigger guard. He's uh he's got a good handle. Uh, in general, he's been rising because he's he's a six foot seven guard and he could play point or play shooting guard if he needs to. His stats don't look amazing. Um, eight points, four rebounds, or eight points, uh, 4.8 rebounds, and 3.9 assists in his sophomore year. He was also averaging 27 minutes per game. So his stats don't look great, but it's about what he can do for you potentially. He's a really solid ball handler as it is. And I mean, I think he could run the point in an offense. And I think it would take maybe a year or two. I think he could definitely run a run point. Um, and like I said, th- 3.9 assists per game in college is pretty good. That's a, that's a really uh, solid assist number, assist total. And yeah, he's just, he's a solid passer. He's a really good defender. Uh, he made the Pac-12 all-defensive team. And like, he hustles. He uh, His three-point game needs some work. It improved to 36%. But you'd like to see it better. That's also from college range. You'd like to see him grow, get better in that range. But he shot 50% overall from the field. I think he'd be a solid pick. I, I definitely would not mind him at all. I think... Um, if we're taking him, he's probably not going to start because he's probably going to go in like the twenties. Uh, but I'd say he has a shot. He has a real shot. If we don't pick him another point guard, he has a real shot to start. Uh, what do you think, Wes? What do you think about Dale and Terry? Um, yeah, I mean, he's going to need some time to like kind of get to the level like you want him to be at. Um, but I feel like fit wise, what he what he could like develop into, it's kind of what. Washington needs yeah with the with like what he can bring defensively and as a passer but I, I wouldn't I wouldn't mind it trading down also because we'd be trading down more into the 20s so you would get even more value like in general so which you which could be used to make like a different move on draft night or yeah. later in the offseason but yeah I mean you're right about trading down yeah, it feels like we have way more options trading down. Um, we, I think we have two more. I have two more guys to talk about here, um, and then we'll, we'll wrap it up. But yeah, we we do have more options trading down. I think, and we could even pick up a 2023 first, which I would love because I love the 2023 draft, and it's going to be. I'm, I'm definitely more excited for that draft than I am for this draft. Funny yeah. enough, um, but yeah, if we could pick up a 2023 first. Because uh, we did trade our 2023 first away lottery protected, I believe. Yeah. Uh, if it if we make the playoffs and it goes to the Thunder, which <laughs> it's a big if. Um, if we make the playoffs, 
we're not gonna have a 2023 pick, which would suck because, like I said, I love that draft. Yeah, I think I can have a first round. I think it's gonna be class. good. I think it's gonna be deep. So if we could pick up a 2023 pick, I'd I'd, I'd really like that. I'd imagine like the team we're getting from would want it to be protected, but yeah, probably lottery it, protected. If we're trading into like, let's say we trade with like the Sixers are at twenty three. Let's say for some reason they really like somebody at ten, they want to trade up and get him or something like that. Um, or maybe even we just trade straight up like someone like a Kispert or a KCP for the the Sixers pick. I don't know if I'd do that, but that is a possibility. We could explore that option. Uh, yeah. If we do that, the Sixers, I think they'd be willing to give up a – actually, no, they don't have their 2023 pick because they gave it to the uh, the Nets. The Nets have their pick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, maybe the Bucks. It's going to – but at the same time, the Bucks gave their pick to New Orleans, I believe. Yeah, it, it, look, a lot of these teams down here don't, <laughs> don't have firsts. So it's going to have to be a team with a first. Uh, but I would like to – if we do trade down that low – I really think we'd have to pick up a future first because going from 10 to like 20 is a pretty big jump. I guess, I mean, you could, I mean, San Antonio is 25 and 20, but, I, but they already have the ninth. I, I, they might be interested. San Antonio might like, yeah, like let's say they really like Jeremy Sohan and they also really like Johnny Davis and they want both. They could, they could probably make that offer. Um, well, I, maybe well, 20. I'm trying to more. imagine what they, oh yeah, though, yeah, the, the 2023 first one I'm thinking, but yeah, I think they probably offer like 20 and 2023 first, or maybe just 20 and 20. Um, maybe, maybe there's they're two later first round picks in this draft. Um, yeah, I think Dan Terry would be a solid, solid fit here. Uh, but he's he's gonna take a little bit of time. I think he's gonna take a little yeah. bit of time. I wouldn't expect him day one to be amazing. Uh, so I wouldn't take him as like our point guard option. Uh, another option at point guard, if we trade down, Kennedy Chandler. Look, if this guy was just like three or four inches taller, he'd be a lottery pick. Like, he can shoot, he can score, he can slash, he can play make. He's a solid playmaker. He has good vision. He hustles really hard on defense. Even though he's small, he's um, like six foot in shoes. Even though he's small, he hustles. I mean, I like how this guy plays. I like Kennedy Chandler in general. He would be a good fit here if we are willing to go small. And I could only see him starting, I think, if we put somebody like Denny at small forward so that we have more size because his size is going to hurt us for sure. Yeah. Um, especially if we have a six foot five small forward in KCP. I think his size would hurt us um, if he did start with KCP, I think that would be a horrible defensive trio between those three, even though KCP is a good defender. Um, he can't cover up for Beal and for uh, our point guard. I think that would be really tough for him. So, yeah. Uh, how do you feel about Kennedy Chandler? Um, I wouldn't – I don't think he'd even have, like, a chance to start. No offense to him. <laughs> I'm not – I'm just saying, like – That's fair. That's fair. I'm, I mean, like – because I'm I'm considering like we don't we don't just keep our roster the same way it is if we draft him, but I feel like yeah he's I, I like his skill set um, in general like and things you mentioned 
But I mean, I feel like it would just be better for him to like develop with a lesser role, whether mm-hmm. if that is the your backup point guard or even like spending time in the G League if he somehow can't find playing time, which I feel like he definitely could. I feel like he definitely should because he's a point guard and that's a position that we just don't, we're not that deep at. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm a, I'm a little less higher on him than you are. But I feel like he's still a great talent. But yeah, yeah so, I, just, I, I just don't know about starting him. Yeah. Yeah. So right now he projects as a really solid backup point guard. You're right about the starting. I, I agree. I Like I said, I wouldn't start him unless we had some serious size at small forward like Danny or something like that. Uh, yeah, so he's not our answer, I don't think, at point guard. I don't expect him to be uh, our answer at point guard at all. His, his range is kind of – it's all over the place, really. It's anywhere from, like, 20 to, like, in the 30s. It's a pretty wide range just depending on how much you – how much you're worried about his height. It, it really is. That's like the, the number one thing, how much you're worried about his height. Um, actually, uh, we did actually forget to talk about somebody else, but we'll bring him up. Well, there's actually time. two guys that I've noticed that you've glossed over if we have time to go over them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we got time, man. <laughs> it's fine. It's whatever. Um, we can talk about Marjan Beauchamp. I believe you brought him up to me. Um, oh, Yeah. How, how do you feel about him? So wh- why would you want him on the Wizards? Enlighten me. Um, well, I wouldn't necessarily specifically. He's not like one of my favorite guys, but I feel like just because he's a target, he he's he he's like a he's a wing that I feel like can contribute now. Yeah, defensively. Yeah. Um, I mean, what do you think about him? Is I, I'm not, yeah, I I I think defensively he could be ready to contribute day one people are saying he could defend one through three i think he's more of a one through two defender um with possibilities switch on to three and just hold his own for like a couple seconds um his offense definitely needs some work at the same time he was in the g league you know he shooting from nba range playing with nba spacing um he's definitely raw on offense he definitely is good on defense though so i mean no matter what you really want to do, he'd be a solid option uh, at the two, in my opinion, on the Wizards. Question of could he start? I'd say only if Beal is the point guard. Like only if we make no other moves at point guard, could he start? Could he have a chance? But even then, I think the, the team would, I don't know. Knowing how like Wes distributes minutes now after that first year, I feel like Kisper would start over him at that yeah. point. Well, good. Just because if we're trading down for Marjan, he's going to be – his range is from, like, 20 to 30. It's the same – it's, like, the same range as Kennedy Chandler. It just depends on, like, what team really needs his defense and what team can weather the storm of his offense for now. But he has good potential. I think he has good potential all around. And he'd be a solid player. I just don't know if he'd be a great fit in D.C. right now. And I definitely don't think that – West would start a rookie picked in the 20s over Kispert, who he's shown that he loves. I mean, he he started him for uh, a lot of games when Beal went down. So, yeah, it would, it would and, and then obviously he would be a weird fit with the bench because that just makes the spacing even worse on the bench. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think he'd be okay. Uh, so, 
who is the prospect that you said that I uh, um, lost? The, the, I, have, I have one guys. in my head. I have one in my head. Two sure. guys. One was like, I think he might be a, he's like kind of a trade up to just right at our spot. But so it's Mather, it's Benedict Matherin and AJ oh, Griffin. Yeah. yeah. Um, They're about in our range, I'd say. I, I'm, um, I'm personally, like, I, I'm personally assuming that Matherin is just gone. Like I really yeah, I don't like he can see. go as high as six. So that's why I kind of said trade up to, to about our range. Yeah. Um, He'd be great as a third guard for our, for our team, especially Yeah. just in terms of providing a, an offensive spark plug off the bench. I think he has a really, really high potential actually. Um, even defensively, as long as he just focuses and just stays locked in on defense. Mm-hmm. Um, he's really good at driving. He can finish, he can shoot. Like I think he could, um, he's, he's great. Off, great movement shooter off yeah. the ball off the catch too. I feel like, yeah, I feel like he'd fit pretty well. I mean, and he's kind of like a wizard's pick to me just because of, you know, what he can bring shooting wise and, and, and with his defensive up, upside, obviously. Yeah. But yeah, but I'm, I'm totally just considering him out of our range at this point. I feel like he could yeah, go as high as five, like to the Pistons, like genuinely, like he is a really good player and he has underrated, he has an underrated ceiling. If he's there at 10, that's a slam dunk pick, slam dunk pick. And if Tommy does not make that pick, I will lose all my, all my hope in, in Tommy Shepard right there. But I just, it, it depends on who he passes. It depends on who he passes. If Ben Matherin is there, man, like there's no way there's a prospect better than him on the board. Like that's just my opinion. Like Ben Matherin at this point is definitely a locked in top six, seven prospect for me potentially could go top five. Like that's how highly I think of him. So in my, if for me, in my opinion, if Ben yeah. is there and there is no, and like, unless somehow, like, let's say Paulo Bancaro falls to 10, which is completely impossible. Yeah. Somehow he falls to 10. Like, okay, I'll take Paulo. Maybe if it's like a Dyson Daniels or Benedict Matherin at that spot, I don't know. I, I, I wouldn't know. But at the same time, there's no way both of those guys make it to 10. There's just no way. If I had to pick, I'd probably pick Benedict Matherin just because – I don't know. I think I have him rated a little bit higher on my board, but he's really, really, he's, there's no way both of them are going to be there anyways. Uh, so <laughs> I guess there's not much of a point in talking about it. But yeah. Like, like I said, I completely blanked on him in the, you're right. I completely blanked on him in the trade up. Uh, man, you should have told me before recording, bro. You should I, let me know. I thought I he was, I thought he was just in the at tens. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah I just, but that should tell you how unrealistic I think it is for us to get Benedict Matherin at 10. Yep. Um, yeah. I don't and think either. So AJ Griffin's a. AJ Griffin was the other guy. Yep. So he's, he's, he's a, a one and done freshman at Duke. Whose strength is three point shooting. He shot very efficiently throughout the, throughout there um, from there, like 44, 45%. Yep. He's good off the catch. And now, like obviously, off the dribble, he could develop into into uh, something solid there, but not quite. Um, his and the biggest concern with him is his defense. Uh, he got beat a lot off the dribble as he wasn't as quick, which some people attribute that to his previous injury injuries he's had. 
Um, off the ball, he got beat, up, beat, beat a bit too. And also the thing people are on him, he has a little bit of self-creation upside, which he's shown, which is like out of the post, he's kind of built like a bowling ball a little bit. Yep. Um, also just in the, in the mid-range, in the floater, he's, he's displayed that, displayed a little bit of that. Personally, I'm, if he's at 10 and we pick him, I'm not too mad. Like, I know you say, like, we have too many wing slash forwards. I think he could play the two, even though he is, he'd be, he'd get beat by a lot of quick, quick two guards. But I feel like he could somehow fit in there um, with just like Kispert being like a shooting guard yeah. or slash small forward and Griffin being the, the, being the alternate, alternate, alternate. Um, but that's just my opinion. I'm just I'm a, I'm I'm lower on him than most people, but I'd be okay with him at ten. I am also lower on him than most people. I've been lower on him. Um, our, our guy Jaden, about to call out Jaden for his uh, previous take. I mean, he was saying that he's definitely a top, a top six or seven prospect. He was saying that earlier on, though. I think as he got more film and kind of realized, okay. He's well, very... everyone, everyone's board was different months ago. So. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. But like, I, I'm trying to give you the general mindset of like the NBA, the NBA draft community. Um, they were along a lot, same mindset as Jaden, where they had him definitely locked in top six to seven prospect. But the more you watch of him and the more you realize like this guy's really slow laterally uh, and that he gets beat on defense pretty easily, the more it concerns you. Sure, he's a great three-point shooter, but if his defense doesn't come around, like it's gonna be hard to justify keeping him out on the court, especially for the Wizards. Uh, even though we do need three-point shooting, he'd be a great immediate help to a three-point shooting, immediate help. There's no way he starts. And yeah, no, yeah, there's zero chance he starts. And I don't see us trading away anybody to make room for AJ Griffin either in that scenario. Like, I don't think he's good enough to trade away like a Rui or a Denny or a Kuzma or a KCP, unless it's for a point guard, I guess. Uh, but I don't see us trading away any, any of our forwards specifically if we get AJ Griffin, as opposed to like, maybe if we had, maybe if some guy like falls to us, like if Benedict Mathurin fell to us, I could definitely see us dealing one of our forwards or at least Kispert, somebody like that to make room for him because he's that good of a player. I don't see us making room for AJ Griffin like that in the same way. I also don't see, yeah, I don't see him as, as a good defender uh, right now, but people are, you're right, people are attributing to his, um, his, his defensive decline, to his athleticism. And it's a worry, it's a debate on whether, do you think his, his, his athleticism will come back or do you think he will continue to be like this? Because it's kind of, it kind of has been like a year past the injury. So it's, it's definitely, he's definitely one of the more polarizing prospects. I'd say that's like, that's like projected to go top 10. Personally, I think he's going to fall. I think he's probably the biggest candidate to fall besides Shade on Sharp in the draft. So I think he'll be there at 10 for us. Um, and in terms of his fit, yeah, like he would help us right away at three point shooting but he also hurt us on defense. His, his upside is completely based on whether or not you think his athleticism will come back because that would immediately improve his defense. And that would also immediately improve his offense because then he, um, 
then he'd be able to drive way more efficiently. He'd yeah. be able to get past guys way easier. He'd be able to dunk it way easier. He's still an athletic player. We're not saying he's he's not Luca out there right now, but just because his knees are hurt, right? He's still an athletic player. He can still get up there and he can still dunk it. Also, so, you hope him just being that 19-year-old that he can like recover from the injuries pretty well. Yeah. Like it, it, it's obviously as time goes on, it's gonna become less of an of an excuse for his defense and, and how he moves laterally. Yeah. Because he gets more time away from when those actually injuries occurred, but yeah. So people like people pro AJ Griffin are saying his athleticism will come back. Coach K wasn't using him right at Duke. He needs to be able to handle the ball more and drive more fair points. Those could be fair points. And obviously people are anti AJ have been saying what we've been saying. Uh, It's very, it's a concern about whether or not his athleticism will come back. It's been like a year. Um. Yeah, and also just if he's not making his shots, like what is he doing for you? There's no three-point shooter that's going to be on every single night. So if he's not hitting his shots, what is he doing for you? And I think he's like the anti-Corey Kispert because when Kispert is not hitting, at the very least, he's making solid passes. He's playing uh, high IQ basketball. He's he's cutting a lot. Yeah, and he's at least trying on defense (laughs) He's not a great defender. He's at least perimeter trying. defense. He's terrible, but off ball defense, he yeah. I feel like he can actually like play the p- p- passing lanes pretty well yes. and actually like transition defense. I feel like he kind of knows where to be. Yeah, and he cuts and he he he, he sometimes he even dribbles into the paint like <laughs> occasionally. AJ is like when he's not hitting his shots, he kind of disappears on the court. Like you kind of forget he's there. Yeah, definitely. And that kind of reminds me of a kind of reminds me of Otto Porter back in the day. Because when Otto wasn't hitting his shots, it kind of felt like you forgot he was even on the court. Like I, I don't think that the Wizards draft philosophy would particularly like lend themselves to taking him. Uh, but if the pick happens, I wouldn't say I'd be surprised. And I think- actually, I, I would be surprised. I'd definitely be surprised if you took AJ Griffin. I, I don't think he's really on the Wizards' radar like that. And this is just me personally. I have no sources or anything. It's just personally from what Tommy's done. Uh, I don't think he's a – I don't think he's a serious prospect for the Wizards. I mean, I feel like you – I mean, because he's so young, like you have the some people who are high on Edger Griffin just look at like, hey, man, just give him some time yeah. for his other areas outside that's totally of the shooting fair. to develop. And that's totally and fair. That he's not a – you know, like a day one win now pick, but yeah, that's, I feel like that's the main thing. I feel like his upside is that's the main thing why I would be content with picking him at 10, mm-hmm. but, but yeah, think, I'm de- I'm definitely like, there's still like definitely like a lot of things he has to work on. Yeah. The only prospects I wouldn't like us picking at 10, I'd say Jeremy Sohan. I wouldn't like I wouldn't like the fit I wouldn't like the, the pick, even though he would improve our defense. I don't think I'd like it. Uh, and I mean that's basically and Malachi Branham too. But at the same time, like I could also buy buy into hey he's our scorer off the bench. I could totally buy into that. There's not many guys that if we drafted I would be like what like no no take that bag take somebody else. Only yeah. really Jeremy Sohan. And even for you, then, it's, it's for you. It's like 
those reactions are going to come on who may we pass on yeah because there's there's just no there's no perfect fit for us every prospect that like is a great fit has a downside um so I, I really couldn't complain about anybody that we take. I would be fine with any, I would be fine with Johnny Davis, with Ochai, which uh, I'd be okay with Shadon Sharp. Just at that point, you're just taking a swing and hoping that he becomes a star and hoping that everybody else is wrong about him in the, in the interviews, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, it's like, yeah, like in my opinion, he's still worth the risk, even though yeah. all the things. And even with like, pe- like people have like just criticized the Wizards development for the, for like our, for our, the past like what, five years or, yeah past few years but i even then like i i still think it's worth the risk for, for him d- depending on like because mm-hmm. because you also have to assume other players prospects we like are going to go ahead of him could because he's going to be at 10 so yeah yeah i mean just in general but yeah that would be a swing i'd just be willing to take like sure like at that point or look if somebody else really wants shit on sharp that would be a good chance to trade back and get a lot of value, maybe a little bit of inflated value if a team really falls in love with him and really wants and, him. And right? we, when we were having a, and we were talking about it a little bit like a few weeks ago, like with Jalen Dur- Duran, a lot of teams, well, not a lot of teams, but some teams need a center. And he's looked at like as the highest upside center. And like maybe you can, if, if there's, if there's just not guys you like on the board, highest upside outside the top three. Yeah. Yeah then you could look to to like for a Duran desperate team. I like Charlotte comes to mind. Mm-hmm. Like they're looking for a center. Try to get a lot of draft capital for for that pick. Yeah. But, yeah. So you you yeah you just remind me the two guys I really wouldn't I wouldn't be excited for, I guess if we drafted are probably Jalen Duran and Jeremy Sohan. Well I'd just be confused like <laughs> I was like is is it I feel like it'd be like one of those yeah. He's like, is he going to get traded like later after the draft, like Andrew Wiggins? Because this mm-hmm. makes no sense. Yeah. And, and me saying I wouldn't want them for the Wizards isn't saying they're bad prospects. I love Jalen Duran as a prospect. I think Jeremy Sohan's really, really interesting as a prospect. Just for the Wizards, for our team, I would be disappointed in the pick. Um, but at the same time, I'd be hoping that they prove me wrong. Like, they're, I can't not root for them now. They're on my team. Like, I got oh, yeah, no matter who we drive it on. Yeah. Yeah. But they, they, they got my back no matter what. Yeah. I mean, I got there back no matter what. All right, I think I think that wraps it up, man. We've had a really long discussion. Yeah, I think um, I, we got pretty much. We got like every. I think we got almost every prospect we reasonably could draft, uh, or trade down for, or trade up for. Uh, if we're missing somebody, let us know in the comments, man. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed this. Uh, there's not many. Yep, there's not many Wizards podcasts out there anymore, so not many people have been talking about these prospects from a Wizards perspective. So, my Wizards fans, I hope you've enjoyed this. Uh, let us know who you take or what you would do with the tenth pick. Maybe you trade it for Malcolm Brogdon, uh, which no. is another <laughs> no. Yeah, I'm on the same boat. I I wouldn't do that either. That's another can of worms that we can talk about in the comments. Um, I, but, wolf- I don't dislike Brogdon, by the way. It's it's, it's just from a value yeah. standpoint, it's not, and his injury history. But I like him as a player. Just, I'm just going to put that out there. I totally agree. I, I'm totally with you on that. Yeah, thank you all for watching. Uh, thank you all for listening, if you're listening. And have a great uh, day. My, my mock draft will be going up sometime before the draft. Hopefully, I can get it up in time. Um, yeah, so keep an eye out for that. I might come up with a big board, but I don't know. 
I feel like I, have to, I might have to do Whoa. more research for that. Whoa, man. <laughs> hey, stepping on my toes. I'm the, no, I'm kidding. Um, yeah. So look, subscribe and like, if you enjoy the content, if you like draft stuff, um, I'm a huge draft junkie. So tune in, subscribe. Well, uh, my, my mock draft will be out soon enough. We'll catch you guys next time. Have a good day.